Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 58. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing two new horror films. We have Us, the new film from Jordan Peele, and Pet Cemetery, 30 years after the original release of the 1989 Pet Cemetery. And joining me today, Travis. How's it going, bud? What's up, dude? Not a whole lot, man. Tom, welcome back. Howdy. And we also have a new guest to the show, Haley. Thank you for being on the show. Go ahead and uh, say hello to the listeners. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so Haley is uh, my live-in uh, maid. Um, <laughs> she cleans up after me, <laughs> cooks me meals. Um, so... We, the two of us, just got back from Florida, which is the land from which Haley hails from, mm. and uh, we had a good trip. I'll talk about that in a second, but first, we have some beers in front of us. Travis, you provided this beer. I did. You want to tell the listeners what uh, what it is we're drinking today? Uh, something from Great Notion. You probably know better than I do, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Travis and uh, his girlfriend Chelsea were, uh, you guys were just in Portland for a night? A day For trip. her birthday? Oh, yeah. just a day trip? Well, yeah, we spent the night, but just one day. Just the one day. So, uh, this beer is Keep the Fire, which is like a smoky campfire stout. It's got like Read the chocolate, Tom. marshmallow. Yeah, Tom, Tom's got the can in front of him. This one sounds pretty tasty. That's probably it. Keep the fire was brewed with beechwood smoked malt, chocolate, rye, and dehydrated marshmallows. This campfire stout has a touch of smoke and notes of toasted marshmallow and melted chocolate. Who'd have thunk? Cheers <laughs> to camping and safe fires. Wow. Nice. Seasonally appropriate, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're sharing a can here. So uh, before we take a sip, though, I should mention that there may uh, intermittently be a uh, second guest on the show. Mm. Uh, this is our first time recording since at my place since uh, Haley and I got a cat. So he's uh, looks like he's over there licking his dick or something. Uh, he is very, very, very vocal, so uh, we may be hearing from him. If he keeps it up, we might be adding one more pet to the cemetery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if he misbehaves, we might have to lock him in the bedroom or something, but uh, you may be hearing from him as the show goes along. Uh, so let's, uh, let's try this beer, you guys. This hey. is the most riveting part of any podcast. Cheers. What, what episode is this? 58. Oh, my God. Cheers to 58. 58. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Do you guys smell it first? Oh, no, you guys are just going balls deep. <laughs> mm. Easier on the smoke than I thought it would be, which is a pleasant surprise. It is a little smoky, yeah. Ooh, I do like that, though. It's not overly smoky. Yeah. Mm. This is what, like an 11.5% stout? Yeah. I can feel the little grains of coffee rolling around in my mouth now. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um. So anyway, while we're uh, continuing to sip on this beer, uh, Haley and I just returned from Florida, <laughs> uh, 
And uh, it's my first time. First time on the East Coast. First time in Florida. Uh, we did Disney World for our anniversary. So that was amazing. Uh, I will say definitively, I'm going to put an end to this debate right now. I have been to both Disneyland and Disney World. Granted, we just went to the Magic Kingdom in Disney World, and there's like five parks at Disney World, so didn't get to sample everything, but if we're just comparing Magic Kingdom Disney World to Magic Kingdom Disneyland, Disneyland all the way. When's the last time you went to Disneyland? I was probably like 22, 23, oh, so okay. like five years ago. Old enough to be able to make the comparison. Yeah. You know? Are you okay with that answer, Haley? Um, not yet because I haven't been to Disneyland, so I will have a more definitive answer once we go there. <laughs> so you guys were just uh, enjoying your anniversary and then Matt was like, well, it's not as good as Disneyland. Yeah, right. yeah the whole time he kept bitching about it not being that great. <laughs> like, man, these fucking lines. I wish we were at Disneyland. Oh, were they bad? The, was well, it the lines that were bad? The lines weren't that bad. I mean, they have a new ride there. It's called like the Snow White Mine Train or some shit. That had a constant like two hour wait time, so we didn't ride that one. But bummer. Um, there were a lot of people there, but it wasn't too bad. We did a full like nine thirty to ten. No, yeah, ten thirty about at the park. That's a big day. Yeah, long day. I did start to cry on the way out during the fireworks because mm. it was just like this <laughs> emotional soaring Disney music. They have it playing over all the speakers as you're walking through the park huge explosions oh, beautiful yeah. explosions in the background i like got choked up just like walking out of the park it's like oh my god the disney magic <laughs> uh, but it was good we did universal universal was uh what is he doing over there i can't really tell if his meows are getting picked up on the mic or not so probably not he's far enough away universal was a bloodbath they like harry potter are. world <laughs> uh, yeah you're probably right. <laughs> uh it was like wall-to-wall people in the harry potter area at universal so that was uh, a little much. So we didn't spend much time there. But mm. I ate. Uh, Haley took me uh, to the Catfish Place, which is a restaurant in St. Cloud where we were staying. And they had Gator for the first time. at Catfish, Hush Puppies, Fried Okra. Yum. Pretty good. I don't think I've had Fried Okra, but I've had all those other things. I wasn't a huge fan of the Fried Okra. That was yeah. probably my least favorite of like the new foods. How was the gator? Was the it gator like, was delicious. W- how was it prepared? Just fried. It was yeah. like they're called gator bites. Little pieces. That's how I've had it. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was really fucking good. Chicken. Yeah, it basically just tastes like chicken. Tastes and then like uh, chicken. it really does, man. The catfish was uh, also pretty good, but a little samey by the end of the meal. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So you get that with fried fish. Um, and then yeah, you know, Haley showed me some of her, uh, her old spots. And uh, yeah, overall, it was a really good trip. Spent some time by the pool. Good. Very much enjoyed it. You have anything to add, Haley? It was a really good trip, but it was too short. And uh, Matt's really bummed because he didn't see an alligator. Oh, yeah. I it's probably for the best. It. You know? I if don't you know see an that. alligator, you're like in the danger zone. Oh, did zone. you uh, do the floor project? Uh, we were going to, but we uh, we did not Remember. make it out that way. Lines were too long. Yeah, you know, didn't want to wait in those lines for the, the Magic Castle Hotel. Um, yeah, I just, I expected, like, gators to just, like, graze in the fields like cattle in mm-hmm. Florida. You know, just everywhere you go, just fields. Just, like a deer. just gators, yeah, just everywhere. And unfortunately, that's not the truth. <laughs> uh, next time, though, we'll go out of, go out of our way and find me a gator. Yeah. Um, Golf courses. We drove by a couple. Mm-hmm. Didn't, uh, no gators. You got to hit every hole if you want to find one. <laughs> uh, turn over every stone next time. 
All right. Uh, that's about it. That's new with me. Most of the time in between these episodes is uh, on vacation. So what do you guys got? What's been up? Uh, well, yeah, I went to Portland for Chelsea's birthday, just me and her. And we uh, took part in Portland Restaurant Week. We went to an Italian restaurant. It's called like Il Cerrito or something like that. It was pretty good. Yeah? You got the spaghetti? I got the chicken parm. Mmm. That's my go-to. Yum. Yeah. Some garlic knots and this little, like, chocolate mousse pudding thing. Mm. No, it's butterscotch. You got to get your mic closer to your mouth, bud. I'm struggling over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the perfect. uh, Just move. (laughs) Yeah. Keep sliding down. And then um, what else did I do? That was basically all we did in Portland was eat. That's mm-hmm. all we really had time for. She shot for a couple hours. I sat in the hotel. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. I was going to go see a movie, but then the times really worked out, and I didn't really want to go shopping, so I just chilled. Took uh, full advantage of my suite Nice at Embassy Suites. <laughs> How was it? It was good. The suite? Got the free breakfast. Yeah, dude, those rooms are huge. Come with a balcony? No. Mm. But Damn shame. For the price... Couldn't complain. Did you order breakfast in bed? No, but they have the whole continental thing downstairs, you know, in the morning. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. We tried to order breakfast, like room service, on our last day at the Disney Resort. And I just waited on hold for like 15 minutes. And then we were just like, I guess we're not getting breakfast. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. (laughs) We just got like, I don't know, we got something on the way out, like McDonald's or something like that. But uh, yeah. Um, Popeyes. Yeah. And then... um, (laughs) Her birthday lasted about a week long, so mm-hmm. did a couple other things. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> and uh, she had a party, I think, Saturday night. We went to her friend's house, had a little party in their little entertainment room, got very drunk that night, Nice. didn't eat dinner, had one of the worst hangovers ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. I guess uh, at one point I asked if someone needed help getting home even though i was in no condition to help. <laughs> anybody need a ride <laughs> and then i talked to one of her friends and found out that her boyfriend plays apex legends and then throughout the course of the night like 12 different times was like i'm gonna play with your boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a pretty good night cool ended at 3 30 which is pretty late for me that's a long one party animal yeah but besides that just been uh Working on that battle pass, Apex Legends, and uh, watching some movies. Good. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Sure, you've been a busy boy. Yeah, I went to Sweden. It's pretty cool. I probably wouldn't go back there for vacation. Wouldn't be my first first spot. No. Stockholm. Yeah, it just doesn't have like. It's kind of small, and it's just not. Uh, I don't know. Not old enough. Not big enough. Not magical enough. How are the meatballs? Meatballs were good, but I had them at just like, you know, kind of like a trendy uh, restaurant that's not super expensive or whatever. So it was neither super fancy nor like neighborhood hole in the wall, you know, like home cooked vibe. So it didn't feel all that special, but they were good. I had moose, moose meatball. A moose meatball? Yeah, it was good. I preferred the beef. Uh, had some other, but we went to a couple really nice dinners actually. Um, the airport, so nice, so easy, 
God, it was like just sitting on a conveyor belt, and then all of a sudden you're at your gate. <laughs> <laughs> it was so easy. And then compared to everything else in the U.S., it was just like night and day. And the city was clean and easily walkable. A little colder than Seattle, but pretty Did pretty you go there on business? Yeah. I was there for the work week. Uh, I was there on Sunday, too. But in Sweden, people don't like work all day on Sunday. They're open for like four hours. So all these places I tried to go were, were closed. <laughs> um, and then this last weekend, I went to Ikea with the in-laws. Got a storage thing for the closet in the baby room. Built the crib. It was a whole baby-centric weekend how are the meatballs <laughs> fair question um i went with the chicken tenders this time okay. yeah uh but they look good and um yeah so the baby room's starting to look pretty 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 good mm-hmm. pretty babyish. uh starting to feel a little bit more real i think how are you guys handling uh like the gender thing are you going like with gendered colors you oh. keep things gender neutral no we're not gonna do any colors we were it's I just a black room sarah wanted to do like a yellow <laughs> room but uh it's just too much work and we bought a rug that's purple so it's like whatever <laughs> <laughs> unless we want this room to look like wario we're gonna <laughs> which you should <laughs> yeah, possibly could i don't want to be confused for a lakers fan though so you don't no definitely not um is that a segue? It could be. They play tonight. Denver rematch. Um, oh, I guess we haven't talked about it. Did you guys watch Nurkic's injury? Didn't watch it. Oh no, you mentioned that, but apparently it was pretty horrific. I don't. So based off your recommendation, not to gruesome. Watch it. <laughs> but also, just I have such an emotional attachment to that team that I was, I was pretty crushed, distraught. And I was feeling kind of homesick in Sweden. And then I watched that video and I was like, my whole fucking life is over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was brutal. Yeah. What happened? Oh, just, you know, like just the bone in the middle just kind of broke with a 200. Just jumping. Oh. Just a rebound. Untouched. Really? Yeah. Just landed wrong? Like just snapped in half. How does that happen? I don't know, dude. The guy weighs like almost 300 pounds. Okay. So that's Ooh, how that's I a, That's a big boy. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's like 285. Anyway, enough about the Blazers. They're going to win the final still. It's all good. <laughs> um, tomorrow, Sarah and I fly to Australia for our baby moon. Mm-hmm. How long are you there for again? Um, a little over a week. We come back the next Wednesday, a week from Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got a good amount of time there. I plan to spend it reading and possibly swimming and sleeping. Those are my three primary goals. Uh, that's a good quick segue. Um, I just finished reading a book, finished in like two days, called I'm Thinking of Ending Things, oh. which is it's by a Canadian author named Ian Reed. came out in 2016. But the reason it came onto my radar is because Charlie Kaufman is adapting it into a movie for Netflix. And uh, I, it's not very long. It's like 220 pages, and I just devoured it. It yeah. was amazing. Did you read it too, Haley? 
No, not yet. Um, I actually just finished Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Oh, I love I, that book. I absolutely adored that book, but I, I want to read. I'm thinking of ending things, but he wants to like reread it. Yeah. So I have to wait a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Going for the reread that just it's it's one of those books up. where you get to the end of it and it like completely recontextualizes everything that you read so i like want to reread it knowing how it ends you know just so i can see like how everything comes together but jesus a little worried about your uh, furniture yeah he's a he's a <laughs> psychopath um <laughs> but uh i actually just ordered his newest book it came out like last year it's called foe so that should be getting delivered today so Nice. I'll probably read that, but yeah, it's a good read. I don't know. Do you usually do like actual paperback stuff or do you do like Kindle? No, paperback. I don't have any Kindle or anything like that. I get enough of, I get enough screen time reading like the news and uh, looking at memes and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys look at that screen time report that your phone gives you? Yeah. What? It's brutal. I don't get that. Do you have an iPhone? Yeah. You have to turn it on or something? Maybe, yeah. I think it just started happening for me when I updated it. Yeah. Oh, maybe I haven't updated to the most recent iOS. I've had it for a while. It is like super depressing. Is it just like an app usage thing? It's a weekly report. It tells you like, I think it has more information. How you use your phone and like how long you used it. How many times you pick it up. I haven't looked at all those. I think that includes that. I just get the push notification that says you look at your phone three hours a day. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Well, anything else uh, anybody would like to mention before we tackle our first review? Nope. Take that as a no. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think? You want to start with us? Let's do it. All right. Uh, we have a clip. Let's listen. Okay, let's call the cops. I did. They're 14 minutes away. What? 14 minutes? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Jason, give me the bat. What bat? The baseball bat, the bat. There's one in the corner. Here, here. Thank you. Gabe. All right, hold on. I got this. Let's try this again. Gabe. No, 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 no. All right. Gabe! I got this. I got this. Now, I thought I already done told y'all to get off my property, okay? So if y'all want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Now the cops are already on their way. All right. So Us is the second feature film from writer and director Jordan Peele. Plot synopsis reads, A family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. Film stars Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, Tim Heidecker, so, before we get into this, I propose that we don't hold anything back. So, no spoiler section, just from the top. There's going to be spoilers in this. The movie's been out a couple weeks now since we had that little break there. Um, how do you guys feel about that? You down? Wow, you really took me for, for a loop. Took me by surprise. Threw me for a loop. <laughs> it took me by surprise <laughs> Took here. me by a loop. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with that. I can't see Tom having a problem with that. Okay. Well, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're not holding anything back. So that means if you have not yet seen us and you do not want to be spoiled, uh, look at the show notes, skip ahead to the next review. 
But uh, let's dive in. Uh, who wants to uh, kick this one off? I will kick this off. Um, I was pretty disappointed. Mm. I think I was just on the hype train too hard. I think I'm suffering from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good movie. It's a fine movie. Probably objectively good. And I'm just downgrading it to fine. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Um, the, the big... Um, I don't want to get right into the biggest spoiler right away. But the big <laughs> thing at the end, I thought was kind of something you could see ahead to if they had actually dropped any clues that way. I actually thought that they were going in a different direction, but um, uh, with Lupita's character. But the way it played out, I didn't really feel like added to the movie and didn't have enough cookie crumbs along the way. To You don't think there was enough clues? A little like little hints no i think the clues were i i think they were kind of ambiguous you know they weren't you could they could be interpreted many different ways or something i kind of liked that about it yeah because i didn't That's guess fair. i didn't guess the twist but once it happened i was like oh i guess i should have seen that but, but you shouldn't have but not in a good way mm. see i disagree with you there i think <laughs> that there are those breadcrumbs throughout, but the twist, it's not one of those twists that I i saw coming. Cause I definitely sounds like I have my own theory about what was going to happen. I was like, Oh, it's going to do this. It yeah. didn't do that. So I, I like that you can look back on the film and there are these clues there and it makes more sense in retrospect, but they weren't, they were subtle clues. Like it didn't play the movie doesn't play its cards in a way that, uh, makes the 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 twist at the end less impactful i guess i kind of like that i'll be curious to hear your what your theory was i wonder if we had the same one all right we'll circle back i feel like that's what makes the twist good though because a bad movie you would see the twist coming from a mile away well let's get through the initial impressions and then we'll jump into (laughs) what the actual twist dive back into that okay um well i can go next um initial reaction leaving the theater disappointed i did enjoy the movie i thought it was a good movie but i didn't find the movie scary Mm -mm. and it was one of those things where the media hype train behind this movie was saying it's the most terrifying film in years it's horrific trust those people man yeah you can't you can't (laughs) buy into that like there was a pull quote that from some idiot journalist who was like the best horror film ever made like literally all time of all time and so initially leaving the theater, I didn't find myself scared. So, I mean, we watch a lot of horror movies, and I feel like a lot of people don't. So because Jordan Peele has kind of been pushed into the like upper echelon of like mainstream horror, people like treat him as this like godsend for horror. But people have been making incredible horror films forever, you know? It's not like this is a horror renaissance. So I just... There's tension for sure. There are some tense scenes, but there's there's nothing as good as the teacup scene from Get Out. Like nothing comes close to that, at least for me. Um, but as I kind of sat with the film, I appreciated it more, just because I, I look back on what, the breadcrumbs. Like, what are the clues I could have picked up if I had been more privy privy to what the movie was doing? And I appreciate it in that regard. But also just from like 
analyzing the film's themes. Like, I just find that there are so many ways you can interpret the twist. There's so many ways you can interpret, like, little vignettes throughout the movie that have, you know, there's... Uh, it seems like the movie kind of delves into, like, class as far as... It's like, we're not getting into the spoiler yet, but there's, like, an underbelly of society that we try to pretend isn't there... Um, and then it also, I think Jordan Peele said us is also a play on like us United States. So it's like a, a metaphor for like ourselves and how we treat each other and just kind of the disarray that the country is in. I found myself like analyzing the movie more and appreciating it more in that regard. Um, but I do have some issues with it to hold it back. So I can circle back around to that, but, um, Travis Haley, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Um, Saw this twice, and like you guys, I was a little disappointed coming out of the theater the first time, probably because the hype train was just chugging along. Um, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I love what it's trying to do and all of its themes and its ambition. Like, I think you can read the movie multiple different ways, and this is a movie that's fun to talk about, and I think that right there makes it more important than most movies, because... A lot of movies I watch, it's kind of just like I watch it and then I move on. Like, <laughs> there's not much to dig into. Yeah. You just kind of like, oh yeah, that was a you know a fun watch, but there's really not much to dwell on after yeah. it's over. So I appreciate when movies make me think or they kind of linger in my mind. Or you know, there's millions of interpretations and ways you can read it. And when you watch it again and again, you can kind of pick up on those things. Um, it's well made it's entertaining i love the score i love the use of i got five on it the little rendition that they do and they actually use it in the movie which is cool it wasn't just Mm -hmm. like something to sell the movie in the trailer um well i mean it kind of was but the score was was awesome though yeah it was (laughs) yeah very good um yeah i think i'll start with that cool all right Haley, lay it on us I don't really have too, too much to add. Um, as Travis just said, you know, some movies he watch, he just like watches them and then that's it. Um, I kind of feel like this was one of those for me, but I mean, weeks later, I still kind of find myself thinking about it, but I haven't really spent a lot of time trying to dig into my interpretation. Um, I'm going to be more, I'm going to talk more about Pet Cemetery, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, like, uh, you guys were talking a lot about the breadcrumbs and stuff and like, I didn't really pick up on most of them. Like something that was brought up in the beginning of the movie, um, you know, it, it ended with that and I was totally taken aback by it. Like I had no idea, but I really liked, you know, what they were trying to do with it. Um, I wasn't blown away by it, but I did enjoy it and i'm sure i'll have more to add in a little bit (laughs) so um the things that brought it down a little bit for me when i go into a horror movie ideally i want to be scared a horror movie doesn't have to be scary for me to like it but the best horror movies have to scare me right yeah so my issue with with this movie is it was tense but i didn't really find myself scared i did have an issue with Two things, primarily. Uh, the tethered version of Lupita Nyong'o. I think Red is what they call her. She speaks in that, like... Uh, like, like you know, her voice... Like her, 
I mean, we find out why uh, she talks like that, but the way she delivers her lines of dialogue, <laughs> I uh, what? Her, her, her her voice. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I don't know if I remember it well enough. It was like, see, let me see. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, that it made me laugh. Yeah, it made me laugh. It was like it was almost comical. It was to a me. little silly. It took me out of it. Yeah, silly is a especially good word. the first time it when like, she first happens. Does it. You're like. What's Sit going down. on here? <laughs> Handcuff yourself to that coffee table. <laughs> so that took me out of it. <laughs> yeah. So like really good performance. Like I don't think it's any fault of hers. Like doing that silly voice. Like I don't think anyone could have done it better than her. I no, just think it was yeah. a weird choice well, and to do that. There is reason for it, but yeah, sure. It still is silly. Yes. And then the other thing is that all of the other tethers, I would have much preferred if they were just silent and they didn't talk at all. Cause when they do try and like vocalize, they're like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Oh, yeah. like that. I was like, well, this is fucking stupid. Like reminding me of like land of the dead, the zombies. Have you yeah. Ever seen that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, again, it was just, it took me out of the film because it, it didn't like instill a sense of dread in me. It made me want to laugh at it. So in these moments that are supposed to be very tense and you're supposed to be scared, I was like holding back giggles, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially Tim Heidecker, which they kind of, uh, there's a scene where he's kind of like stalking them outside the house and it's kind of funny because he's like kind of playing with them. But, but the noises he's making. creepy though. Yeah, th- that aspect of it, but the sounds he was making weren't creepy. Like yeah. there's a scene where like one of them was on the boat and they're like, they're, like he's on the shore and they're communicating. They're like, then you hear like a call from the shore. Aah! Like in the distance it's like this is fucking stupid man yeah those look like those stupid. are nitpicky things but similar I to my issue with nitpicky because it's so uh because it didn't scare you, you yeah know? and it actually took away from because i had the same complaint i also think you get introduced to the threat so quickly in the movie that it's when that happens in a horror movie it's like okay we kind of get the deal like the whole rest of it is going to be them like they know what they're up against now so they're not going to be quite as scared yeah <laughs> the cat is going crazy right now that was what the pause was for <laughs> one cool thing that they did that involved communication was when the mom like snapped her fingers and the kids like scurried away yeah that was a good that was see yeah, non non-verbal communication mm-hmm. that was cool oh and another thing that i thought was silly the the little boy acting like a like a dog basically oh yeah i maybe there's more to read into that that i just haven't like grass but it was I didn't pick up on you know him making the, the second time. <laughs> yeah the dog sounds and him running around all fours i also thought that was silly so let's talk about the ending what matt uh, summarize what happens and then why you like it so essentially you're led to believe the whole movie that uh you know everybody has a double and you don't really know what the mystery is behind the doubles Lupita Nyong'o's character encountered her double as a child. So we, we see that, uh, at the beginning of the movie. It starts with this probably five minute scene where they're at the boardwalk in Santa Barbara or something, I think is, is where it's filmed. And she encounters her double in a, in a, like a funhouse mirror type place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's scary. It's like, what's going on here? What's the mystery here? And the whole movie, it always seems like Lupita's character 
is always just like kind of acting weird. She's like, I think we're being followed. Like she seems to know more than the rest of the characters once this shit starts going down. Uh, it turns out the reason why uh, Red, Lupita's double, uh, speaks that way is because in that funhouse, her double strangled her swap places with her so we find out that basically the protagonist of the movie is actually the bad guy there's this flip maybe bad guy is not the right word but i do think especially at the very last like shot of the movie there's like some menace there it's kind of like a wink wink like i don't really know um but who is the bad guy man i mean i i think you're supposed to feel a little conflicted about that right because yeah. she the the issue is that she acts like everyone else she doesn't act like one of the tethered but she is essentially assimilated by like violence essentially like she has pushed herself into society and assimilated and then her reckoning comes essentially so basically like the the red uh and i I did think this was kind of silly since she is actually from the above world whatever we want to call it she basically gathers the the tethered and like starts a revolution basically and like plans it meticulously and it's a little far-fetched for sure when you think about it just i don't under like it didn't hit home for me what was the hands across america thing what they were just trying to say hey we're here and the way they did that was by fucking murdering people yeah just make a statement like a like a violent uprising essentially uh, but there's then, no payoff in the movie for movie like how time. that happens Go on. <laughs> well, I I just think that your your gripe is like maybe not warranted just because it is a genre movie. So you have to kind of take well, your disbelief, you know. Yeah, but he's not staying within the genre fully. Like that's the difficulty right. of doing a because right, he is putting it in our blend. real world, but it is a genre picture. So it's like he's trying to do more than just make a horror movie. Just like with Get Out, you know, it wasn't just a horror movie. So if you want to do more with it, you got to do more with it like we need to see why that but mattered even, or what even the the thing or the twist and get out is kind of far-fetched in the real world you have to kind of suspend your disbelief with that movie no too. i don't the far-fetched part that's fine it's the fact that they do this big demonstration but you don't i guess you're just supposed to be the audience and what you feel seeing the hands across america thing is what you're supposed to take away from it you can make that argument um i think the hands across america is just supposed to be like symbolic because i didn't know what that was but i read up on it after seeing it and it was basically like this huge campaign that like was a huge fundraiser to show that we care and we're all connected but yet like the money didn't actually really go to where it needed to so it was basically just like this huge false campaign just to like did they say that in the movie no okay i didn't know that but that's kind of why he injected it into the movie okay and I also, I think there could be an aspect, I hadn't really thought about this, but th- I guess there could be some, like, political um, kind of connotations in, like, the colors that they use, because red is associated with Republicans. Yeah. And communism. And communism. So, but I mean, we, we live, Jordan Peele himself has said, like, us can also be, like, U.S., United States, the fact that there's a line in the sand there's the tethered and then there's us you know what i mean like the in the political the political landscape 
Oh, the cat's taking a shit. He's kicking the <laughs> kicking the sides of the litter box. We live in a very, very like divided time politically. You know what I mean? Like we have a two party system, and the two sides hate each other more than ever. Yeah. So I just I hadn't made that connection. I don't know if that was Jordan Peele's intention or not, but I think that just adds to like there's a lot that you could read into potentially. Yeah. Even something as simple as you know like the colors that were picked, but red is also like a menacing color you know it's the color of blood and you know maybe it's as simple as that but yeah i think he wants people to have those kinds of like read into his film and yeah, kind of make make up their own mind you know reads like you could even view it as simply as like the homelessness and like or just like um there was a, another reading that i read um that was basically like well there's also like dealing with the duality of like people but then also like within yourself like you you push your issues so far down and like eventually they're going to rise up to the surface so like you can't just like block it out i mean that's like a little bit more like abstract viewing i guess of the movie but hmm. i think there's it like there's some validity in that did we get um did you guys come away with a clear understanding of why there are doubles no. what they were made for why they that part's very like control the people above but it was like a failed experiment is yeah. what they say right yeah but i still don't really understand like i do they say that it was an experiment to control the people who yeah. live above but how like i don't really understand were they supposed they, like, to share the same like, soul but yeah, it's a genre <laughs> movie, and you have to suspend your disbelief. I do. It. I I'm a an amazing suspender of disbelief, <laughs> but you know you gotta execute. I yeah, but I feel like he's like swinging for the fence, and because of that, like there's gonna be these little like things that you can pick apart. Yeah, or not really like fully buy into. So Matt, what was your theory? Oh, as far as what, uh, where I thought the movie was going? Yeah. Um, About to get a bunch of Blu-rays pulled off the shelf, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's good at that. I don't... I'm struggling to remember what I thought was going to happen. It was like, halfway through the movie, I was like, is Something's the movie up. going here? There was some specific line that... I knew something was up with Lupita's character, but I don't remember... After she... So she has her first kill... Somewhere around maybe like a third of the movie, and she kind of looks like she enjoys it a little bit. And she makes the sounds like like the tether, the kind oh, of. Oh, and then one of the kids thing. comes in, right, and mm-hmm. sees her, and she's like, "Get in the car." Yes. So I thought it was it was like she was going to turn into the people that she was trying to get away from. Yes. Okay, that is exactly what I thought. That's what it was. I, <laughs> I heard I heard the sound she was making. Yeah. And then her reaction when the kids come in. So that's. Yeah, that's where I thought it was going. I think, I I think part of the reason I'm annoyed is because I almost like that that ending better. <laughs> if yeah. It, if it hadn't had that weird twist and then she just became what she was trying to, like, fight against, you know, and it was and it was like this weird inevitability thing. Um, I also think that there's an unclear relationship between the two characters because. Apparently, when they met, the one from underground is like this super malevolent uh, character who has this psycho smile and chokes chokes out her dop- <laughs> her doppelganger, and uh, 
fun house. And then she's the one who's scared for most of the movie. And then the other one's acting all weird and dancing like an insane person. It's just the behavior patterns didn't line up well enough for me to feel like, like I didn't blame myself when I didn't see the twist coming. I was like, um, okay. (laughs) That would be a tough one because it's so elaborate. Like it would be really hard. Like maybe you have an inkling of what was going on, but the whole last like 15 minutes of the movie is like revealing more and more information about how everything actually works. Like it's a very elaborate twist. Yeah. Um, my favorite part about this movie was the rabbit imagery, though. The weird rabbit stuff was my favorite. They you were eating rabbits, better. and they were like <laughs> the the opening, the pan out shot with the like thirty rabbits on the wall. Oh, well, that music was cool too. Whatever yeah, that was, super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. So the music and the rabbits, I really liked. Um, I wanted to bring this up real quick. So there's this reoccurring um, Bible verse. It's uh, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Oh yeah. Did you either? Did you guys ever look up what that Bible verse was? No. So I have it pulled up here. Um, we see it a couple times. So like early on in the movie, in that opening sequence, when uh, Adelaide goes into the funhouse or whatever, she sees like a young homeless man holding a sign that says Jeremiah eleven eleven, and then we presumably see that same man. He's the first one who gets killed in current times when they see that body like getting taken into the. Uh, the ambulance. The ambulance. And then we see his double. He's the first one to get to the beach. He's the one with like the, the hand, the blood dripping down his hand as uh, the little boy sees him on the beach. Oh, I didn't, I didn't put that together. That <clears throat> and was he, his double. Yeah. And I think you see the, the sign then too. Um, but this is, this is the verse. So, <clears throat> therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. So basically God's saying due to like the evil of man, he's going to turn their back and not listen to their cries for help, essentially. So, I mean, that kind of ties into like this uprising of people. God's going to turn their back on the above ground people for basically like mistreating or neglecting these people who live down below. It's kind of how I read it. Like it's, reckoning you know what i mean like he's gonna ignore yeah. it because they deserve it essentially <clears throat> it's like god's punishment kind of yeah which once i looked that up i was like okay that's a more interesting like now that i kind of see why this twist is there i liked it a bit more yeah yeah i still i understand that but i just i don't see how i feel like he has grander themes about america and i'm having a hard time finding like the marginalized group or whatever he might be talking about and how this plot uh, furthers their cause or something. It's a little broad. Because it's like, okay, I can understand the idea that there are oppressed people that we don't see in society and that we ignore. But having them murder everyone (laughs) and having like one of them escape and then have the tables turned on her, I, I just, I'm not connecting the dots there. That's just me. What I really want to know is, so the main character, is, her name's Lupita. Well, that's the actress. That name. oh, okay. Adelaide. Is the Adelaide. So if she was the one, you know, kind of like the leader of everything going on, how did all of these rabbits get where they were? <laughs> like there are literally hundreds or thousands of them in this room. Like who is going out and getting them? Uh, well, I guess supposedly rabbits it'd be the mate, like crazy. Oh, that's why they chose <laughs> oh. rabbits. Oh, I, didn't I did not know that. that. 
Well, there we go. <laughs> anyway, still a lot of unanswered questions. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the... Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that is probably why they chose rabbits. Aside from the fact that they're oh, yeah. cute and like it's disturbing to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they got the food for the rabbits. Unless they were feeding rabbits to rabbits. Yeah, I mean, you get into the logistics of it. and I don't think you really need to. Like, You, you could nitpick the movie for those kind of details. Just because yeah. it, it goes out of its way to be so elaborate, it opens itself up to questioning it yeah um yeah what do we want to talk about next i'm done you're done yeah i want to point out a couple things sure so i liked how there's a lot of like meaning or dissection and just like little moments of the movie so like when they're all eating lunch they're all eating junk food except she's like they're eating fast food and she's eating strawberries did you notice notice that? that What? When did they eat lunch? It was like shortly after they got to the beach house. Mm. They're all sitting down and I think they have like, it looks like Long John Silver's or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, I one, strawberries are red, but two, um, there's like, I think it's just like almost like a commentary on like us Americans and how we have choice. And like, even though we have a choice, we'll gravitate towards like, the bad like the junk food the good stuff well (laughs) yes but not good for you um and also that we even have a choice of what we eat at all compared to the tethered Mm -hmm. and rabbits eat strawberries (laughs) (laughs) unless they're forced to eat other rabbits uh another thing was um i i won't take credit for noticing this um but good vibrations plays like right next to fuck the police which is like the complete opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to like music and just like culture (laughs) (laughs) yeah i thought that was pretty cool well and the timing of uh, the use of fuck the police was pretty good too because didn't she ask the version of alexa or whatever it was to call the police and then it plays Uh, fuck the police i mean it being Jordan Peele, uh, I think you can kind of read into, like, the police aren't going to help you. You know, like, you try it. Like, the police aren't going to help you in this situation. You call the police, and then it plays fuck the police. You know, <laughs> like, uh, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, I think that was it. That was, was two things. <laughs> oh, I thought Lupita's performance was really excellent. Yeah. Yeah. She was I great. mostly everyone was good in it. I really liked Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Winston Duke was good Their too. Their characters were pretty awesome yeah. and funny. It was funny. Their interactions with each other. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you guys want to drop some star ratings on it? Four stars. 4.5. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say, I got five uh, on <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I got 4.5. Um, I'm also going with the 4.5. I came. I exited the theater at a 4. The more I thought about it, I liked it and appreciated it more. It made me want to see it again. Yeah. But it's, it's just not that scary. And I need the best horror movies to be scary. You know what I mean? Haley? I think I marked it down as a four. So I'm going to keep it at that until I see it again. Cool beans. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next review. We're going to be talking about Pet Cemetery. We have a clip. Here we go. 
What's going on? I wasn't ready to say goodbye to her. You're scaring me. Just tell me what you're talking about. It's my fault she died. I had to bring her back. There's a place rage deep in the woods. Beyond the pet cemetery. It brings things back. Are you happy, Mommy? Okay, Pet Cemetery is the uh, latest film in the Stephen King cinematic universe. Uh, plot synopsis reads, Dr. Lewis Creed and his wife, Rachel, relocate from Boston to rural Maine with their two young children. The couple soon discover a mysterious burial ground hidden deep in the woods near their new home. This film was directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer, who their first feature film was Starry Eyes, which I am a huge fan of, and I have talked about it on the show before. Uh, the film stars Jason Clark, Amy Simetz, John Lithgow, and Jate Lawrence. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm gonna go first here, and I am going to give you guys an analogy. So, imagine you've been to an Italian restaurant. Did you come up with this on the flyer? Did you prepare? I thought of it yesterday. Okay. <laughs> and Haley, I told Haley I wasn't going to tell it to her, but she made. Well, she didn't make me. But does this Italian restaurant serve garlic knots and chicken parm? Dude, way to blow up my spot, Tom. Does it give you diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> so, Italian restaurant. Let's say you've been there once before. You fucking loved it, right? You're like, oh, I can't wait to go back. This place is amazing. I can't wait to order something else off the menu because what I got the first time blew me away. You get to the Italian restaurant. You order the chef special. You don't know what it's going to be, but you're excited, right? Because you know that this place is good. And then they bring you the chef special, and it's a plate of spaghetti. It's You like spaghetti. Spaghetti's good. You leave with a full belly, but you're like... Man, fucking spaghetti! Really, this was the best you could give to me. That's how I felt about Pet Cemetery. It's because they made it a chain restaurant. It's very generic. <laughs> <laughs> I I was expecting a lot more, given how fucked up the source material is, the pedigree of the directors, given I like their first film, pedigree. and it, it just. <laughs> so the first dish was starry eyes in that analogy, correct? Yes. Okay. Just for all you. Keeping track. <laughs> Let me just Google <laughs> Starry Eyes really quick. And then... Uh, back to my watch list. This movie was good, I guess. I enjoyed it. It's not very scary. It looks good. It doesn't look great. The acting's good. It's not great. Uh, Jason Clark is trash. So I was just going to say, <laughs> fucking hashtag cancel Jason Clark. I do not know how that guy continues to get leading roles in big budget Hollywood films. He shouldn't be in a leading role. He shouldn't be in a supporting role. He shouldn't be an extra. He should be fucking relegated to like prescription medicine commercials for the rest of his career. Should he be killed? Well, See, I won't come out and say <laughs> it, but uh, I think he's fine as like a side character because then he doesn't really like detract from the movie much you you can kind of just deal with it but if he's a main character 
It's it's like a Dane DeHaan. Type Sorry, situation. who are you guys talking about? <laughs> Jason Clark. Yeah, uh, he was he in, was in Everest. He was, he was in trash a in Dawn that. of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he um, was in Terminator Mudbound. Genesis. I didn't like him in Mudbound. He was in Mudbound too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Jason Clark sucks. So, I'll, are you done with your? Uh... Yeah, I can start there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I pretty much feel the same way as you. Although I don't love Starry Eyes like you do, I, I think it's okay. Do you love spaghetti? It's. I do love a good plate of spaghetti, but it's not one of my favorite meals or anything. But it, it's you know a solid dinner. <laughs> <laughs> do you cut it? No. Do you cut or twirl? Twirl. You twirl. Twirl and just like shovel. Yes. Like just slurp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, just all like it's ramen, but it's not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, very generic, but decent, entertaining enough uh, mainstream horror flick is how I feel. Um, Jason Clark did almost ruin the movie though, like the first scene, his little like dad joke, and then him calling attention. He's like, "No, that was a really funny joke. I, I'm a funny dad." Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> I'm just like, get this guy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was bad. Um, there was a couple good scares, and I I had no idea what Pet Cemetery was. This is my first rendition of it, um, so it was cool finally knowing what the Pet Cemetery is. It's a pretty <laughs> fucked up premise. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like there's a good movie to be made. I haven't seen the original, but I've heard mixed things on it. It almost sounds like it's one of those things where if you grew up with it, you loved it, but like all in all it's not a great movie um this one just feels like a yeah just like a, a aptly made movie but nothing special Haley and i attempted to watch uh the original pet cemetery <clears throat> she bought the uh the 4k when we were in florida and she's seen it before um i had not seen it and uh i fell asleep a couple times we got probably 55 minutes into it it was not great. Who's, is that directed by someone? Mary wow. Lambert. I don't know what else she's done, but the acting is worse. I know we're talking shit on Jason Clark, but the acting in the original is worse. Um, except the guy who plays Judd, who is played by John Lithgow in the new one. Judd is amazing in the original Pet Cemetery. They like South Park made fun of that character in an episode because he talks like this. He's like. Ah, that road over there. People don't walk down that road no more. This is the way he talks. It was just fucking cracking me up. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll come back to it. But I didn't I didn't finish it. Um, Haley just finished reading the book though, and she's seen the original and she's seen the new one. So so which version is king? The book is by <laughs> far <course>. the best. <laughs> should I read it? Is it great? Yes, you should definitely I've read it. I've never read a horror novel. What's wrong with you? You need to read it. I have it. You can borrow it. Great. I, I don't have think a he's going to. Fourteen hour flight. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, two. That's right. <laughs> a Hobbit's holiday. Are you going to read it, or can he take it with him? Okay, I'll he's give not it to read you before you leave. That's for sure. No. Um. My. I'm sure. My favorite part about the new pet cemetery was church, and a scene of Zelda. <laughs> So, I don't know if we're going to get into spoilers. What's just Church a character? Uh, church is a cat. Okay. The cat. The one mm -hmm. whose silhouette Cats is on the... Steal uh, the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good looking cat. Yeah, he is a precious cat. 
We saw pictures of him on Twitter at the opening night wearing a little tie. Aww. It was super cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this movie is very different from the first movie or the book. Uh, it's not, it's just based on it, you know, so the director played around with it a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed it, uh, but I have a lot to say about the ending of it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pass the mic back now. Well, uh, we can do like a brief little spoiler thing. Because the, the ending of the movie is different from the ending of the book. Um, so, Tom, you haven't seen it. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll cross ending, that bridge when we get there. Ending was a highlight. Sorry, ending, ending of the movie is different <laughs> than ending of the book. Yes. But that's also a spoiler. Yes. Is it also different than the original? Yes. I can just go like, you know, so go in we're the bathroom, into, turn the shower on. We're getting into fan fiction at this point, Tom. So do you really care? <laughs> what? I said what do you mean we're getting into fan fiction? Like the directors, they made their own fan fiction version. Of it's a, so we'll talk more about the movie, but Tom, you don't, you don't need to bother seeing this movie. No, that's I fine. I don't care about seeing the movie. Yeah. Well, I I was I don't know about you guys. I was pretty excited for for this. Yeah, the what, trailers made I was look great. The trailer looked good. Mm-hmm. So, what happened between when it premiered and when it came out? Because I feel like out of the gate, it was like this movie rocks. flat out terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And um, then as as it got closer to coming out and on release, it was just like, yeah, it's it's solid. I think I think those that pr- those premieres like that environment. It just like it can either like lift your movie up or it can kill your movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. People just enjoyed it, I guess. So they had they raved about it, but then oh everyone started seeing it. So what does that I say thought it was sitting festivals. in the eighties. It's at a sixty-one now on Rotten Tomatoes. All the way down to sixty-one. It was at yeah. a seventy last time I looked. Last time I looked, it was at eighty-two. I yeah. was like, oh, it's gonna be a good. Did movie. you guys see the plot? So not or like the the review consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh huh. Oh, it was like the shortest, most laziest consensus I've ever seen. I don't know if they changed it or not, but it was something like sometimes remade is better. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> that's a line that Ju- that's a line that Judd says. Sometimes dead is butt up. <laughs> uh, here, I'll pull it up now. That's kind of a hard, that's kind of a harsh burn, though. I mean, it's still yeah. technically positive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right, I'm pulling it up now. Yep. Critics consensus: sometimes remade is better. So I guess it's saying the remake is better than... Yeah. Check this out, though. The audience score for this movie is 46%. They hate it That's... because it's not true to like the original movie or original book. I don't oh. know. I think that's Zoink, it. Zoink, Scoob. I think that's it. Um, if this wasn't based on anything, I feel like people would probably like it more just because they wouldn't have those like, you know, like biases, I guess. There's bad the Haley's of the world who are out there. <laughs> Just yeah. critiquing. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's it's fair to talk about because it's it's like related. This is to why the it. new Hobbit is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> One of many reasons. Yeah. I mean the so the original Pet Cemetery is not good. Like it, but I I mean I grew up with it, so I I mean I know it's bad. But is it like the original It situation? I love the original it. Okay, so Tim it is. Curry is like <laughs> talking to the wrong person. I mean the the that new movie was really amazing, but uh no. Tim Curry all the way. But yeah. All right. Yeah, I think uh maybe I am a bit biased and that's why I'm reacting the way I am, but I mean 
I think it did a great job. But no, uh, what's his name? Louis Lu- Creed is terrible yeah. in this movie. What's what's Jason it? Clark? Jason Clark. Yeah, I've seen him in things before. I'm not as big of a movie buff as these guys here, but I hate him. He makes a <laughs> terrible Louis. And I mean, the guy who played Louis in the original too. He sucked. I don't remember his name though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we we can Nobody. we can maybe get into the ending a little bit more in spoilers, but I also love the ending. Yeah. Haley did not like the ending. Sounds like you also like the ending. Too, I just right? liked it because it was a little different than like the typical ending you'd get. Yeah, and then like, oh, yeah. there was Here one. Yeah, that was literally my reaction. There's one specific <laughs> moment where I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" Like in my head, I was like, "Yes." <laughs> um, but we can come back to that. Um, There's also maybe a little bit of an issue I have with the ending and maybe it's just because the way that it's ex- explained isn't fully explained, but it kind of breaks the rule that was set before, or maybe I'm just, we'll, we'll get into it later. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, so there was, it's not a very scary movie. It's really not even that tense of a movie, but there was one scare I thought was, was pretty good and clever. Um, and Haley had alluded to it. It's when uh, Rachel, Lewis's wife, opens the medicine cabinet and oh, it just like goes up into the like the, the innards of the house and because she, she hears like scratching and stuff. And then she looks up and a body falls down. And, and this huge screeching. Yes. <laughs> that was a pretty effective scare, I think. Yeah. I mean, it probably is, the only truly good scare in the movie. I think it was kind of manipulative, but sure, it was effective. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then another thing that I thought was kind of pandering. So you guys have you guys have not seen the original Pet Cemetery, right? No, correct, Amundo. I haven't seen it either, but I am familiar with one specific scene. We well, saw half of it. Well, yes, but <laughs> this specific scene prior to half. attempting to watch it, I was familiar with one specific scene. It involves someone getting their Achilles cut, mm. and I think it was on one of those like uh, AMC. I thought that was have. in a trailer. Well, it is. It is. But uh, AMC used to have the show where it was like 101 scariest movie moments. Did you guys ever watch that? No. No. One of them was a scene from the original Pet Cemetery where uh, Judd gets his Achilles cut. And that's supposed to be almost like one scariest thing ever, like whatever. Um, So I was familiar with that. And they also allude to it in the new trailer, right? Well, when it actually happens in the movie, there's a spot where you think he's going to get his Achilles cut and the camera like zooms in on his Achilles, which would be so out of place. They're literally only doing it as like a wink to the audience. Like, yeah, you know, we know what you want. It's coming. But it doesn't happen right then and there, right? It just zooms in on his Achilles. Nothing happens. He kicks the bed. There's nothing there. And then like a minute later, he gets his Achilles cut, right? Mm-hmm. That felt a little pandering to me because it, it was a nod to... That happens. Does that happen in the even. book, Haley? Does he get his Achilles cut in the book, or just gets attacked? That does happen. Okay, um, that was a little. Annoying. I didn't even notice that. No. <clears throat> yeah, when he's like looking under the bed and he yeah, kicks the that bed. Part. Yeah, the camera like f- there's a couple shots where it cuts back and forth, like close up shot of his Achilles. It's like fuck you guys. <laughs> I feel like it kind of took the seriousness out of that moment because um, I remember when that happened and he did kick the bed. I kind of giggled a little bit, you know. Another part where I giggled was, well, this is probably getting into spoiler territory, but 
when the the girls all like wonky eyed. What? When the the little girls like all wonky eyed and like not all quite there. Oh, just like the way her like eyes are positioned and the way she looks, it just like. It played for laughs in my audience. Yeah. Well, that happened at our theater, too. People were, were laughing a lot. Oh, speaking of... Were they laughing at her or with her? Laughing at her, for sure. <laughs> well, kind of... <laughs> see, so in, in our screening, I didn't think they were laughing at her. It was a situation where, like, she looked f- funky, right? And he gets into bed with her, and he, oh, yeah. like, the look on his face, he's like, oh, like, why am I doing this, you know? So people were laughing yeah, at, at that. Yeah, I think that warranted at least, like, a chuckle, and, like, that was intentional. But there was, like, a few moments where my audience was laughing, and there was this one small group of people who were, like, laughing and making little jokes here and there. And at one point, someone told them to please shut up. <laughs> and then when That's we... A- when we walked out of the movie, Interesting the sentence. people who got told to please shut up were talking about them getting told that in the lobby. And it was these couple black guys. And they're like, man, how are you going to tell someone to please shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, touche. I don't I don't know about your movie theater experience other than that but our entire auditorium was super annoying. Like people would not stop talking and like laughing. You guys went Friday night? Yeah. Opening night. Yeah. Did you go AMC 10 though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and you still had assholes? Come on. I yeah. Had a drink. Oh. Yeah. And it was Fucking hold your liquor, people. And, like, you know, like, people would, would, there was this one girl in particular who would, like, scream at everything, and then people would laugh at her because she screamed, you know? It was just one of those. Oh, those people should get the fuck out of the movie. The screamers need to go. Get them out. Get out. Either go watch the matinee with the kids, or uh, or just get out of here. <laughs> the 10 a.m. <laughs> kids screaming. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it was good. I don't really have too much to say. It's very different from us in that there's a lot you can read into with us. This is just a pretty generic kind of horror. Like, it happens to you. Fire. It's it's fun, but there's really no depth to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's like one or two themes I feel like are being explored, but that's kind of about it. Yeah, that's surface level stuff like grief. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the, the, the whole movie is kind of about grief. Cause, yeah. I mean, we haven't really talked about it, but essentially what the pet cemetery is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a place beyond the cemetery that oh my God. brings people back from the dead. He just dropped a bomb on you. What? <laughs> <laughs> How am I even going to enjoy this book? Did you know that? Um, I did not know the, that. The book is completely different. There we go. So you will enjoy it. There is it. no place and, in the cemetery. And Judd, well, I don't know about that, but Judd is incredible. You what will it, really like, the Atticus Finch Judd. of Stephen King novels? Of Pet Cemetery. Okay. Yes. Is there a reason why it's uh, spelled incorrectly, cemetery? No, not. Uh, maybe in the Just book. Just for fun. Because by the kids, children of the forest. kids are the one that thought up that idea and put it together. So I don't know if you noticed, but uh, uh, there was like a... What is it like a cross or whatever in the pet cemetery? And it said yeah. like he was obedient, and it was spelled with like an A instead of an oh, E. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so he there was, was a lot of misspellings. <laughs> that makes sense. He was and obedient. Pretty smart for the little girl to know how cemetery spelled to call it out in the movie. She was like 
nine years old. She hey. should know. Was that like fourth grade, third grade? Yeah. Yeah. Would that come up in a spelling bee, third or fourth grade? It could be. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> For the championship. Well, I mean, oh. Rachel didn't even want her child to know what death was, so it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. That's true. Um, Overprotective. One th- like uh, some creepy imagery that's in the trailers, but they don't do anything with really in the movie is the kids wearing the masks. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was kind of throwaway. That wasn't a thing. Not really. No. Well, I thought that was like central to the. It was yeah. a, th- a thing, just one thing. Okay. And then <laughs> it moved on. Yeah. And you know, there's like some stuff logistically, like there's a like a specter that visits the main character who basically gives him a warning, and it's like. Maybe there's more context in the book, but in the movie, it's like, why? That was confusing. Why is this guy here? Why? How does he already know about this place out in the woods? Like, I, it just seemed We're like about it, Brain Man. It was yeah, Brain Man. <laughs> it was just a con, a convenient narrative thing to basically when you see it, it's like to like to provide like an ominous feeling to the situation, but it was like why him why is he giving these warnings like it was felt a little out of place i guess it's stephen king there doesn't need to be a reason yeah matt boom Brand got him <laughs> <laughs> um okay that's really all i have non-spoiler stuff i mean we could talk about the ending briefly but i don't think it's worth it yep tom says it's not worth it no we don't have to spoil the ending we can leave it spoiler free. I feel like we've done a pretty good job keeping it spoiler free, right? Yeah, yeah, keeping it spoiler free. Okay, so we won't have, but I will say the moment where I was like, "Fuck yeah!" at the ending was when Church hopped up on the hood of the car. He's like, "Fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah, this movie rules." <laughs> also, that little boy is super cute and like so nice, like just like innocent. And nice. Oh, Gage, yeah. <laughs> like, well, so that's that's a change from. Uh, I think the book and spoilers. the first Pet Cemetery, the kids swapped. Yeah. It was the baby. And just spoiled for Tom. No, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. The uh, kids swapped. It was the baby. And now it's something else. I did kind of like the little like fake out, though, in this movie. The fake out? Yeah. Without spoiling. Oh, because you think? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah, that was good. That was good too. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, you guys want to just drop some star ratings on this one? Also, there's no reason me driving 65 down that road. Yeah. Why? Like, it's <laughs> three stars for me. Come on. Three stars from Tom. Uh, what was I? I think yeah, three and a half. Also, three and a half for me. Three and a half as well. Three point five uh, across uh, the board. It's like a yeah, three three and a half. It's a cla- It's a classic three and a half star movie. Yeah, <laughs> better than average, but not by much. <laughs> One good moment, maybe two, maybe two. The body and the cat. Oh yeah, the cat killed. Yeah, literally. The cat, definitely, <laughs> the cat definitely stole the show. Needed more church. I'm loving this trend of like cats in movies being at the red carpet premieres, though. They oh, put yeah. in like little ties and stuff. Like, I saw it with the tie. Goose I also from Captain saw Marvel, Marvel too. Mm-hmm. I saw nice. some uh, some stills of the you know the cat in the road with his fur all fucked up. I think I'm gonna take some of my hair pomade to uh, Harriet when I get home. Make her look all grizzled and 
nasty. You can do your own little photo shoot yeah. out in your little cold sack. That's right. That was a great shot, though. Oh, like, yeah. The zooming out of church with this, like, one wonky eye just like leering. That was good. That cat should be nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> we should just have an animal exclusive Oscar category. <laughs> but you get into tricky territory. Dog's purpose. It's like four cats. Like, there were four cats who played church. There were four cats who played really? Goose and Captain Marvel. Oh, team effort. Yeah. Why were there four cats Best playing Best ensemble one? animal performance. <laughs> I don't understand. Cat. Why do they need four cats <laughs> to play Goose? Well, it does one thing. It's because you have to have a cat for different situations. So you have to have a cat who's good at being held. You have to have a cat who's good at, like... Making reading lines <laughs> you have to have a cat yeah you know just like for every situation mm. cats are going to be trained differently so you have the cat who's going to let you like hold it you know and it's not going to squirm on you you have the cat who can stare menacingly at the camera you know like the that cat, takes some skill the cat that was wiggling out of jason clark's arms that was a great performance that cat <laughs> oh yeah like oh god i hate this guy get me out of here <laughs> okay well let's move on to what we've been watching um, Haley, you want to stick around for this part, or are you going to bounce? I'm going to bounce. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the pod. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you can, uh, uh Morrissey is awake from his nap, so it's good timing. Also, this is the original church. I don't know if you've oh, seen wow. them. Very different. Oh, I did see Drastically that one. Drastically different. Yeah, what yeah. is that, a? Uh, what is that, a British short hair? Short, domestic short hair, gray. All right, here, I'll, uh, I'll sit up so I can let you out. Uh, somebody else want to go first real quick for what you've been watching? I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and it was lit as fuck, and I loved it. <laughs> um, and I had to watch it in two sittings because yeah. Sarah has a weird... Um, I twitch. More like strokey oh, strobe thing. <laughs> like uh, epilepsy? Well. Minor case. I don't know. Not diagnosed, but she's definitely uh, like passed out a couple times because of the lights. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah. One was at a Sigur Ross concert. <laughs> she probably just passed out from the emotion of it all. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was it. I don't so know. So she probably shouldn't go to any raves anytime soon. No, she's not a rave, not a rave person. Um, <laughs> so we were trying to watch this and she was like, Whoa, oh, oh, okay. I'm having a hard time. And then she was like, I, I don't know if I can watch this movie. And I was like, okay, if you can't watch it, then we'll, we'll just stop. But she's like, okay, well, let's go like five minutes longer. And then the first, uh, fight with, with, um, Miles meets, spider-man and uh the green goblins there and everything's oh, like yeah. fucking going crazy yeah, she was like yeah. i can't i can't do this turn off right now, right now. <laughs> so you uh, had to watch it by yourself i then? watched it in the morning yeah nice that movie's awesome yeah it's got a little bit more of like a young adult vibe than i really want but uh visually it's super super cool yeah i wonder what movie's gonna do this style next I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be copied in some capacity. Well, you would think, but I mean, you I would have thought the same thing about like Leica and what they do with uh their like claymation. Did they do elaborate? Yeah, but that's like a lot of work so probably. Yeah. Did they do People are like fuck that? <laughs> Who did Leica do? Leica did Paranorman, uh the Box Kubo. Trolls, Corpse Kubo. Bride. That's what I was thinking of. And they have a new movie coming out in like a week. 
nice. the missing link in the theater. Yeah, I guess yeah. you good. I mean, if you have like a studio that does that really well, you get good at it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe whatever studio was like Sony Animation Studio that oh, did uh, like, Spider Verse. Really, them missing missing link. link? This yeah, looks like like the Secret Life of Pets. What? No, it's got Hugh Jackman as Sasquatch. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Is it the same style as the yeah. other ones? Too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh? Well, huge. Um, anyway, I thought it was really cool. I uh, wish I'd seen it back when it came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. That, that was a really cool theater experience for yeah, sure. It was still good at home. It's just like it, it would have been a good one to see in theaters. But um, I recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime for like seven bucks. UHD. Did you buy it or just rent it? Just rented it. Mm. Next. Is that? Okay. <laughs> uh, I only have two movies, and then I'll, I'll mention a TV show I watched, but that's all I got. Do you have a lot more, Travis? Or? I have like seven. Okay. Well, you go ahead and knock out a couple. All right. <laughs> Maybe do all seven. I'm back. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> okay. Time me. Boom. Uh, I watched Border. We can get together to watch it. Yeah, so. we tried to corral together to watch that one. Finally watched it I didn't solo. get an invite. Yeah, you did. Well. I must have missed it. You <laughs> got an initial invite, and you were like, yeah, I'm interested, but then you're like, oh, I'm going here, 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 and here, and I'm also like doing this, 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 and this, and I was just like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're done. This guy's <laughs> off the list of <laughs> <invites>. <laughs> Um I liked it quite a bit. Um Definitely something unique and different than what I've seen before. Um, so, yeah, it follows this woman slash bean thing <laughs> that is a like security guard, but she has like a sixth sense for like identifying like things about people. Like she can like smell like certain things on you or smell fear and like, huh? She's um, ultra, like, ultra perceptive. Ultra yeah. instinct. It almost like part animal, where, like, her sense of smell is, like, her, like, greatest sense. But she can, like, kind of, like, just, like, sniff things out of you or whatever. Anyways, it's kind of a weird movie. Um, she's not really human. But these are people crossing the border? Um, I think so, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But that's not really the whole, like... That's just like her occupation, and like that kind of like gives you a clue into like her capabilities. The story is more just about her, and then she eventually like has a relationship with another person that's similar to her, or they like look similar, and they kind of look like troll people. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen the uh, images from it. Yeah, and they're, I mean, they they act like humans, and they're like. They function as humans, but they're maybe not human. Okay, is this a sci-fi movie? What is this? It's just like a, a like a fantasy drama type movie, but it's set in reality. I feel like I don't see a lot of fantasy dramas. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it is. I mean, it would be like Let the Right One In or something. Like it's from the same writers, Let the Right One In. Oh, that's okay. Like okay. A, oh, I didn't know. know that. Yeah. Um, like the book. Or a screenwriter. Because Let the Right One is a book. Okay. So the screenwriter of Let the Right One In. 
yes wrote okay. the script for Border. Border. Okay. Um, but yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, it deals with a few like themes like loneliness and just like she can't conceive and like she has a relationship, but it's not really like a fulfilling one. It's almost like just like companionship because she doesn't really have anyone. Um, but yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I also watched... Oh, I rewatched John Wick 2 mm-hmm. in preparation Buddy. for 3. Oh, my Still God. Kills. Still a 4.5, though, not a 5. Oh, get The reason for that, and I... Get out of town. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This is the, these are the two people to talk to about this. I feel like the problem with John Wick 2 is that... I've never heard this sentence. The, <laughs> the action gets a little too repetitive. And there's almost too much of the same thing to where i'm like kind of bored by it too much gunkata too much double tapping it's too much the you know his signature move the like shot to the chest shot to the dome there's yes there's like 20 or 30 of those in this movie every one they stack on top of each other as more and more incredible that's the most efficient way to he's just like an efficient killing machine I, it's yeah, efficient of course he does the I same guess. thing every time I guess, but it'd it be gets, ridiculous if he was out there just uh no scoping people right but it gets kind of boring <laughs> to watch i guess kind of like how like the martial arts stuff in the matrix sequels gets a little like overdone but the opening scene. What are you, a, some sort of Keanu hater? No. I, hey, I love Matrix. I love the John Wick movies, but I just don't think they're perfect. I, in a million years, would never think Travis, of all people, <laughs> doesn't appreciate John Wick 2 because of the action. <laughs> something wrong with the action in John Wick 2. It's a little too repetitive. But the opening scene with the car is amazing it's the best part of the movie best part of the franchise no. so far no, no not even no right way. yes uh-uh. yes oh no, best part of the movie is got to be either the tunnels or the common fight the tunnel is pretty badass even the mirror s- shit is pretty dope mm-hmm. not better than the car do Dude, you remember like, the opening yeah, yeah. the car was awesome it's, it's so it's cool fun. it's so cool it's the best. The way it looks. We all know that the horse scene is going to take them all by storm. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the motorcycle scene. That looks pretty awesome. Oh, dude. Yes. With the swords. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be the best movie on, ever I was like, I don't want to watch, but I have to. Yeah. I'm riveted. Glued to the screen. Seeing that trailer in Dolby was pretty awesome yes yes i tried to watch the trailer at home movie didn't feel the same all these motherfuckers out here buying avengers endgame tickets like they (laughs) need to get on the right hype train shing 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 yeah but yeah that's that's my gripe and i'm sticking with it all right a little too repetitive sorry (laughs) keep going yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, just, I'll just keep going. So I watched the last race. It's on Hulu. Documentary came out last year. It's about like um, stock car racing. It focuses on like a specific like town and track, and it's like one of like the the last like running tracks in the U.S. or whatever. But it's kind of like I don't know if you guys have ever seen any uh, Frederick Wiseman documentaries where it's just like kind of like fly on the wall, like not a lot of like. It's not really like a story or like any like sort of beginning and end. It's just kind of like 
footage and then like little moments of people not like necessarily characters i mean there's like characters in the documentary if you want to call them that but the racing stuff is pretty awesome pretty fun to watch what kind of racing stock car racing stock car but just like some of the footage that they get i don't know what kind of cameras they were using but like you get a lot of footage from like like the back of one car and like seeing all the like racing from behind that car and i don't know it's just like pretty cinematic it's pretty awesome okay. and it's only 75 minutes it's uh yeah it's worth a watch um i don't know if there's really like that like yeah there's not really much substance behind just like getting a like a better feel for the community and the lifestyle that they live um i rewatched the hurt locker boo still a banger one of the best I like that movie. movies ever made. Oh, when it first came out, I, re- I remember I rented it and I watched it like twice in two days. It has so many good sequences. I, I remember really liking it. Just like as an action movie, it's awesome. Like the opening scene with Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is in that movie? Yeah, he's like the um, opening like bomb diffuser. Oh. Yeah. And he's, does he get blown up by the bomb? Mm-hmm. Sure does. <laughs> it's like one of the like iconic shots of that movie where it's like a huge explosion and he's like eviscerated. Oh, right. It's like kind of a slow motion thing, right? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. like the sniper battle. I remember the sniper all, battle being all the pretty bomb cool. Disarmings and Jeremy Renner is awesome in that movie. I feel like his awesomeness has kind of faded a bit since that movie. I don't know if we've just gotten too much of him or he just hasn't had a role that's like... He's a victim of his own likability. Yeah. He's just like so likable that people are like, no, yeah, they probably got Jeremy <laughs> Renner to play it, you know? <laughs> but he is really good in that movie and that's it's kind of what made him who he is. Um, but yeah, awesome movie. Um... I saw a double feature of Gloria Bell and the Beach Bum. Was disappointed by both of them. Really? Yeah. Gave them both three stars, but that's probably me being generous. They might be like more two star movies. I just usually I feel bad giving a movie less than three stars if I like kind of liked it or somewhat liked it. Um, but yeah, uh, Gloria Bell. I just feel like it wasn't that interesting. Like Julianne Moore had a good performance, but like. It doesn't really like go anywhere, really. It just seemed kind of like meandering. Hmm. Julianne Moore. I don't know anything about this movie. This is the director of uh, Disobedience in Fantastic Woman. Really? Yeah. Oh, Sebastian. That guy's back again? Yeah. What the fuck? Is this guy just making movies like constantly? Like three years, three movies? This is not nearly as good. It didn't work out this time. It's getting really good reviews. Yeah. I mean, she's Julianne Moore's good in it, but beyond that, there's not much to really grasp onto. Huh. Okay. It's just kind of generic. How, what were the two movies he did? Disobedience and the Fantastic Woman. Right. So, I mean, I loved Disobedience. Fantastic Woman was good, but not. I haven't seen that. That. I would. I'm not going to go back to it. You know. This was yeah. like not even half as good as Disobedience. Okay. Well. It's missing a key thing <laughs> for you, I know. And oh, no, that's not. <laughs> there was there were some sex scenes in that, <laughs> in Gloria Bell. 
but nothing. Of course there are. Julianne Moore's in it. (laughs) (laughs) She's never made a movie where she didn't take her top off. (laughs) Well, I'm pretty sure she keeps her top on and still Alice. (laughs) Yeah, she forgot to take it off. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that's awesome. (laughs) Oh, man, that's too good. Uh... So I watched the beach bum, which was not nearly as funny as that joke. <laughs> and people are saying this is one of like the funniest movies I've ever seen. Who? Who like, said that? Some people I follow on Letterboxd. Oh my god! And like critics have even say it's like hilarious. I didn't laugh once. It, I thought it was pretty dumb. Like, yeah, it's fucking Harmony Corinne. Of th- course, it's pretty dumb. I think you will hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, like you hate most or all of his stuff but it's it's just kind of like more of the same but like like way more aimless and i think that's like kind of his point because it's like about a a beach bum or whatever but i don't know it's just like it just feels like a too much of a hangout movie where like there's no cohesiveness at all they try and do some at the end where like they try and put purpose behind like the whole movie or like the meaning and which that like kind of made me like want to appreciate it but the whole experience was pretty lackluster like martin lawrence wasn't that funny i was expecting him to be like maybe a shining moment in it zach efron is ridiculous in it but even then like it's still not that funny like him and uh matthew mcconaughey's character moondog they like rock out to creed's hire in like an apartment and or not an apartment like a hotel and it it sounds like it would be funny but it's just like i don't know it's like too on the nose to really be funny and yeah it's just it when i asked tyler saw this before me and i asked him how it was and he said that it just feels like it was thrown together and like i was like well, what do you mean by that and he's like well it just doesn't really like <laughs> like he's he basically said like people were probably like so turned off by it because he had a few walkouts just because they felt like they weren't even really watching a movie. It was just like random. Like, yeah. It's like, what's the point? Like scenes just like thrown together of like people acting stupid or crazy. Yeah. It makes more sense after seeing it, but I was like, (laughs) what do you mean by that? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like really like crude too. And just not funny. Like there's a, there's a part where he just like, pushes this old lady in a wheelchair like at a wedding like into a wall and it's just like what the fuck <laughs> but it's supposed to be funny and like no one like ridicules him for doing that i don't know it's it's a weird fucking movie like you would probably expect but yeah i think i'll probably uh skip that one that's a great picture <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking at some some photos um i'm loving the guy fieri outfit the flame shirt and the flame shorts matching oh, flame shirt yeah. shorts situation right sure good costumes <laughs> amazing half star for the costume uh, might win an oscar for best costumes uh i only want to talk about two other things um i saw shazam yesterday with pet cemetery oh okay liked it quite a bit it is uh definitely more fun in my opinion than the uh deadpool movies maybe not as like action-packed or violent or crude but it's i think it's better made and just more entertaining it seems goofy not it's as like annoying a, like either. a light-hearted take on yeah yeah like it just doesn't take itself too seriously it kind of reminded me of like kick-ass 
a little bit just because like a kid getting powers and not well kick ass he doesn't really get powers but he like becomes a superhero yeah some of the like little montages of them like training or like like with this movie they do a montage of like trying to figure out his powers because like he gets all these powers but doesn't know that he really has them he was a kid right like it's a he just all of a sudden is like a man with superpowers right yeah like like, a teenager or something yeah he basically like becomes the chosen one for some reason and he like just adopts all these powers because the old Shazam is like retiring basically from being Shazam. So he wants to like literally pass the torch. So he does so this little kid and then this kid can switch from Shazam and his like kid self. He's oh, like sure. 17 or whatever. But it's yeah, it was a lot of fun and entertaining and a little different fresh take on a superhero movie. Clarification, though. Does he literally pass a torch? Yes, he does. He does. Okay, he does. just making sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> I was also not sure. I mean, given the history on the show, <laughs> you need to I confirm. <laughs> he just wanted to, you know, literally pass the torch. <laughs> okay, but so what, what did you end up rating this one? Four stars. Okay. Yeah. I will say the, uh, I'm excited for the sequel that I'm assuming is happening. Yeah. Does it lay the ground groundwork for a sequel? Yes. One of those? Okay. There's like a little teaser stinger thing. Shazam versus Predator? Oh, yeah. No, but the rumored sequel villain sounds kind of interesting because he usually plays the hero. I don't know if you want me to... He has nothing to if do with the If it's just a rumor, Shazam, yeah. What is it? Uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Oh, like he's rumored to play the villain. the villain in the second movie. Okay, and he was a producer on this first one. Oh. So, and he has n- nothing else to do with. The- he's not in the first one at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, I could get down with that. Well, and there's there's somewhat of a reveal at the end that was pretty cool and unexpected, and so I wouldn't like read into the movie or dig too deep before you go see it because it might be spoiled okay okay what if there were two villains and it was the rock and vin diesel and they were a tag team a villainous <laughs> tag team duo is this a tie into the fast calvin and hobbs fast wait no not calvin universe. and hobbs hobbs and shaw movie <laughs> <Calvin and> <laughs> uh, toretto and hobbs <laughs> Ooh. Er. yeah right if it was yeah, vin diesel yeah, yeah it would be Dominic and Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I want to talk about is I watched Conan the Barbarian. Love that movie. Wait, wait, wait. OG or remake? The OG. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. With James is... Earl Jones? Come, my child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only want to talk about it because I knew you would have seen it. Oh, uh, yeah. This seems like a, a Tom Arnold classic. I had, I had like 10 solid Arnold worship years. So yes, yeah. Well, and it, it's like in the same wheelhouse of like Thirteenth Warrior. And- yes. Oh my gosh, so good. But see, my opinion on these types of movies is: if, you, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Wrong. But what did you think of uh, Conan the Barbarian? <laughs> it was okay. I don't know. So, really that much. how does that movie open up again? I will say. Though, oh, he meets the weird like uh, the. My name is Subatai. <laughs> I'm thief and assassin. <laughs> He's like chained up for the wolves or whatever. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and he gets seduced. Conan does by that weird uh, witchy lady in the 
yep. the fire. Uh, yeah. Well, the way the movie opens is his whole like village gets slaughtered, including his like mom. Oh and dad. yes, <laughs> you have to worship the steel. I forgot yes. about the steel and then worship. He gets like taken into like Crom. <laughs> <laughs> he gets taken into slavery and then he becomes Conan out of that. Yes. And then he goes on his vagetastic voyage. <laughs> Epic journey. It is so 70s though with all the girls. They're just like, oh, oh I'm yeah. going to take my top off at this this it's uh, just, it's, sacred ritual. <laughs> it's pretty goofy. Lie with snakes. Watching it today. And James Earl Jones... Mm-hmm. Is so ridiculous with his wig. His he's hair, awesome. no, <laughs> hair is out of control. Amazing. And the scene where it like, yes, looks like he's transforming into a snake, and then it like cuts, and it cuts back to him, and he's Snake Man. <laughs> <laughs> just, his face is just getting like elongated ever so slightly. <laughs> I can't remember of what the music is for that, but I remember loving the music. It's very adventure-y. Like, <laughs> was it like a harpsichord or something? <laughs> no, I think there's lots, just like lots of drums, right? Like not not tin drums, but like the yeah, that kind of that kind yeah. of drum music. I'll pull it up in a second. Here. We'll get it going. <laughs> but yeah, it was okay. You know what sucks though is Conan the Destroyer. Yeah, that movie that sucks. Movie sucks. Sequel? It yeah. does. I w- yeah, I liked it. Uh, for its cheesiness when I was really little because it had like it had a more magical feel you know with the monster with the horn and everything I was like oh this is cool but uh, Barbarian is by far the superior film yeah absolutely and uh, <laughs> uh, what's his face the basketball player snake face basketball, basketball player basketball player in the movie y- yeah uh, Will Chamberlain that's the co-star in oh when destroyer. destroyer right okay i was like i don't recall <laughs> yeah he's terrible yeah, the, the whole movie is is bad Arnold's have you seen the remake actor. though with uh your boy my boy momoa oh why is he my boy because no, you don't you don't you're not the biggest fan of him right he's, he's whatever just, uh, i don't know why he's like he was fucking call drago in like three episodes of game of thrones and now he's like aquaman he's and people love him I guess I don't know. He's too hunky. We've had this conversation, right? Yes. He's just too much, man. I'm I'm on your side. Yeah. He's not fun. <laughs> no, he is fun. No, he seems like he'd be fun to hang out. Okay, with. he's fun, but I I don't need him. Yeah, there's no. other more fun people. But he's you have to see Aquaman still. I do. It's fun. It's a great time. You would like it. I feel like maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You're hard to. <laughs> I don't know. You like some superhero movies. and Which one of you was bitching about the... Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of a different podcast. <laughs> oh, my other podcast yeah. I was on. <laughs> podcast a different movie podcast was bitching about some of the technical elements of Aquaman. Oh, that wasn't me. No. I would never... Yeah, you were, you were creaming over elements. it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you also cream your jeans over this movie? I didn't see Aquaman. Okay. You guys should, though. I will. I'll catch up with that. Yeah. Maybe it'll be on the plane. Well, speaking of planes, both the plane, both planes to and from Florida no, did not don't have watch the screen on the plane. I was waiting for that. Jesus, what was the <laughs> twenty second delay? <laughs> Wait a minute, no, <laughs> you didn't get a screen on either. Uh uh-uh. uh, and I didn't download the app. Yeah, because uh, I'm not gonna watch it on my phone. That's why I got the iPhone Eight Plus, babe. You get some great, great scenes on here, Jackie, might... baby. <laughs> no way, Valerian, right there. Just watch. The, no way in hell. 
I would watch something like Velocity of Z, you know, like kind of boring. Yeah, but like, you, I feel like you'd want to see that on the big screen. I'd I watched watch it on like a plane. A, I'd rather watch like a documentary or like a, like something where like... Like an understated drama or something. Yeah, like where like filmmaking's not really going to be the, the focus. It's yeah. going to just be like... Yeah, I'll probably just rewatch Phantom Thread. On the plane? No, that's a big screener. <laughs> it's a 4K at home, minimum 65 inch or theater you don't even have a 65 yes, I do. TV. that's why you i do? said 65 yeah i thought you had a 55 <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> what do i have you have a 55, have a 55. i think what is, what, is, what is this i have here? a 55 yeah i got a 55 65 baby. jesus dude you gotta go 75 next time. 65 <laughs> is so big no you can never oh, have shit. too big of a tv no i don't know about that what if it doesn't fit in your apartment? What if you can't like, literally? What if it see the whole thing problem? at once? <laughs> huh? What What if you have to look left or right or up or down to see the rest of it? Well, now you're getting into like yeah. Okay, so sure, maybe it does. You can count. literally never have too big of a TV. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Dolby screen at, at the Linwood Theater too big for you? If you sat too close if to it, yeah, you sat it would too be. close, yeah. Okay, well that's. Yeah, sure. Dude, if I had like a 75-inch TV but in here. No one sits in the front row uh, by choice. Correct. Yeah, but what if you have a small living room like this? Exactly. A TV, well, you you'd be looking all over the place. You wouldn't buy a TV that big, though, for this apartment. But you just said there's literally no such thing as a TV that's And you're throwing big. out minimum requirements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can never watch Phantom Thread again. Well, you can. You can do whatever you want, Tom. It's just not the optimal view. You can turn off game night after 10 minutes if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what I will do is I'll watch Phantom Thread on my fucking phone on the plane. Do it. I'll probably love it. See how much it impacts me. (laughs) He's going to be sweating in bed tonight. He won't be able to sleep. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night just crying. He's going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking he's been poisoned, but in a good way. Yeah, right. All right, that's enough for me. Okay, uh, I got a couple things I can knock out real quick. I watched an Irish film called A Date for Mad Mary, which uh, Haley picked up at a Scarecrow video. Um, video. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, It's a pretty understated, low-budget drama. Mary, like, gets out of... She's been in prison for, like, six months or something, and she's, like, kind of a drama queen. Like, she's not someone you'd want to mess with, you know? Like, she's a pretty, like, redhead girl, but she you don't want, you wouldn't want to fuck with her so she basically uh gets invited to this wedding she needs to find a date so she goes on dates and meets this guy and it's pretty funny um so it's sad comedy? no it's a dramedy it's a dramedy i guess yeah she's really good though the actress who plays mary she's really good like her performance kind of drives the whole thing um but the irish accents it's always fun you know just watching everybody talk funny totally yeah <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's it's. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but you know, if if it ever pops up on a, I've streaming never even platform. heard of this. How did it come to be? I think how did like it come to be in my living room? Yeah, she was just Haley was just browsing, so she just randomly saw it at Scarecrow and picked it out. Yeah, didn't know anything about it, and yeah, it turned out to be good. Oh, this isn't a uh, new release. It's a couple years old, like maybe two or three years old. I can't do that though. She can do that, you know, just like look at the box oh this sounds good i have to like yeah 
Or right, what's going on Rotten Tomatoes? Or like, oh, what I know this I, director. Like, what are you... my peeps saying on Letterboxd? <laughs> <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, though. I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I watched an HBO documentary, uh, The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. Oh, you guys heard of this? I've been hearing a lot about this. No. Doesn't it's, sound that interesting, though, to me. Um, Sounds like a Guardians of the Galaxy character. <laughs> it's The Inventor. <laughs> uh,. It was pretty interesting. It's about this uh, woman, Elizabeth Holmes, I think is her name. I think that's right, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, she's kind of a weird character. Essentially, she committed fraud. So she started this company when she was 19. And the idea was that she had developed this technology where instead of doing like intravenous like blood extractions for like testing and stuff. I heard about It's like this. a finger prick. So it just like pricks your finger and then they can analyze that small blood sample for like 200 plus uh, different diseases, right? So they like had a deal with Walgreens. Walgreens was opening these wellness centers, like basically stating, oh, we have this technology. It's called Theranos is the company. At one point, her company was worth $9 billion. And it never, it never worked. The technology never worked. They shipped units. The test results were not accurate. Like she basically committed very 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 influential people to invest in her company and it never worked like they never actually had the science down doing a whole bunch of shady shit so what happens to like that company or the money involved probably a limited liability company right so the company goes bankrupt and she goes home yeah basically it's pretty make any money out of this like is she like a millionaire or billionaire oh like now yeah uh, the movie doesn't really get into that, but I think she she's has some like rich fiance now, so she's she's fine. Oh, I wasn't um, worried about her. <laughs> but she's a very very interesting woman. I mean, it's another one of these like cult of personality documentaries where people just like, caught up in her like her vision and her the way she treats people. Um, Is it was similar to like the fire. Festival kind of yeah, yeah yeah you watch one of those right i watched the netflix one yeah <laughs> i think i watched the netflix one um it's pretty interesting it's not amazing by any means i mean it's another one of those like you know people got duped by a fraudster one of those kinds of things but she's a pretty interesting person I live that life every day man yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's a lot of like seeing her talk to like they have uh it's funny so errol morris actually directed like company commercial like company promotional materials for them oh wow and they use some of that in in the movie oh yeah she duped like like henry kissinger was an investor in her company like super like senile influential <laughs> I guy, guy doesn't know which way is up and which way is down um <laughs> it's pretty it's worth a watch it's not amazing by any means but she's an interesting figure it's an interesting story did anyone of note directed or alex gibney who he oh, did like right. the scientology documentary for hbo he's done a ton of stuff hasn't he yes yeah that was a good doc did he do the one about uh snowden right no i don't think he did that one. Oh, the snowden documentary i'm thinking of some i don't else. think that was him or maybe it was i don't know he's only he's he's does work he's uh Busy boy. Busy boy. <laughs> um, the last thing I'll mention, uh, and then Tom, whatever you got, you can go. I, I watched, and I don't really know why, uh, The Disappearance of Madeline McCann. Because you're a true crime. 
head. Yet another crew <laughs> trime docuseries. Crew <laughs> trime. <laughs> That's the name of my new synth wave project. <laughs> crew trime. Like crew trime. Crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twoo climb <laughs> docuseries. Um, I don't... <sighs> These these fucking this this he shit needs to, to stop. <laughs> it's like it's eight one hour episodes. Worked up. You could have told this fucking story in like an hour and a half. It's just like red herring after red herring. You probably shouldn't watch the staircase. <laughs> no, the episode like the episode will end and it will be like potentially this revelation, right? And then the next episode starts, and it's like, yeah, that was a dead end. Oh, <laughs> so we looked into God. it over the weekend, and no, nothing there. It's it's out of control. The it's next just thing like, we're on is uh, there was a flick of blood. <laughs> There's like no actual evidence in this. It's the the main uh, drive behind the documentary is like the way the media portrayed the case. They were like, get a small piece of leaked information and then go crazy with it. So like. I don't find that stuff very interesting. I'm more interested in the actual crime itself. They they still don't know who did it. It's an unsolved case. There's really even the suspects. There's really no good suspects. So it's just like eight hours of like you get this little tantalizing like carrot in front of you. You're like, oh man, maybe this is going somewhere. Nope, doesn't go anywhere. Dude, people love that shit. It was a waste of time. Like more so than a lot of the other ones I've seen. Where you, there's no resolution, you don't know who committed the crime. This in particular was like, I did not need to watch that. You know what I mean? It's an interesting story, I guess, but it doesn't need to be yeah. eight hours. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Don't watch it. Netflix? <laughs> Netflix, yes. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, my laptop is running out of battery, so. Uh, Wrap her up. I watched one other thing. Lay it on us. Uh, it's this movie called No Country for Old Men. Oh yeah, tell me more. I've never heard of it. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward story. Drama, uh, you know, guys out <laughs> hunting. He comes across a like a drug deal gone gone wrong situation. He ends up with a bunch of cash, and then uh, this other character gets kind of looped into the situation. Who seems sort of like a psycho murderer type. Um, with weird um, principles. Hair. <laughs> and hair. <laughs> uh, Did you watch this by yourself? Yes. I prefer it that way. Yeah. This movie's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it never gets old, same <laughs> but I haven't overwatched it. It's probably my third time seeing it. I don't know. Matt, how many times have you watched this movie? Like 20? No, no. Pro- I, probably like seven or eight. Quite a bit. I've watched it quite a bit. Yeah, I probably watched it like I feel like it a just dozen times. never nothing gets old. Everything is so good. Tommy Lee Jones wasn't even nominated for this, was he? I don't think so. And he's no. excellent in this movie. His scene at the end where he's talking to who I presume is his brother, the guy who has all the cats and is in the wheelchair. Oh, that guy. Is I that think his it's his uncle. Uncle. Okay. I think. Man, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. There are so many just Tommy Lee Jones scenes where I'm like, dude. I love when he's talking to uh, Josh Brolin's wife and he's telling mm-hmm. the, the the cattle story mm-hmm. thing. That's a good scene too. Yeah, he has all these like Texasisms, you know. Mm-hmm. Where, well, it, I can't verify it's uh, 
it's completely true, but it's definitely a story. Yeah, that that's such a good line. <laughs> Stuff like that. I, I don't know. Uh, and um, the name of the Anton Sugar, great character. That yeah. coin toss scene. Every Which one? Time. The first one? The, the gas station. The gas station yeah. coin one toss. One of the best movie scenes amazing. ever. <laughs> yeah, he has these weird like uh, logic loopholes that he's always working on. But uh, anyway, holds Caleb up. Caleb Landry Still Jones perfect. is one of the little kids at the end. Did you know that? Oh, one of the, Whoa, the shirt kid? What? Yes, dude. How? What? That kid was yeah. like 13 years old. How old is Caleb Landry Jones? Like 2008. 2007. Oh, you're right. 2007. It was probably made in like 2005 or six. So, <laughs> fuck, really? He's like 27 yeah. years old, maybe. Look at that fucking bone. <laughs> is he the one? Is that him? The one who uh, says that? Or you're just saying that quote? Yeah, it's it's one of the kids. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, you can definitely see it. I think it's the shirt kid. You know it. I think it's the shirt kid. Well, hell, mister, I'll give you my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just take the money and you didn't see me. I was already gone. <laughs> and then I never noticed this before, but it cuts to credits after that scene. And the uh, this music that they play is just, uh, what's it called? It's the thing you shake that has all the beads on it. Maraca? No, not inside, on the outside. Like you can. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. But it has yeah. this like drag and click sound. I don't know what it's called, click, but it sounds exactly like him dragging his foot. And I was just like, "Oh, you sick bastards!" <laughs> so good. Yeah. Perfect movie. Yeah. Yes. Some would say the best movie ever made. Some would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's grand enough in scope for me, but um, no, it's there. <laughs> it's probably in my top five. That's a good spot for it. Yeah. yeah. If I made lists. It's in Matt's top ten. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's in my number one. I thought Good Time was? <laughs> no. <laughs> that shot from like number nine on the, on, the, on the year number, to number three. It's currently number of all time. It's currently number five of all time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, it's we'll give it a couple years to see where our pat lands. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap this up before my computer dies and we lose all of our progress. Um, it still says we have like eighteen minutes. We're fine. Okay. Um, what's next? We got some uh, some crazy shit Hopefully coming. Hopefully, high life. Speaking of our, I hope that is is playing here. You see oh, the trailer, yeah. Tom? No, I haven't watched the trailer. I saw it on uh, have to see RT that at least twice. I was peeping some images. It's gonna be. I'm, a... I'm intrigued enough perplexing movie we got that we got uh hellboy um could be good missing link the new like uh bigfoot movie um little looks like it might be kind of funny what's that little uh it's got uh Issa Rae. Uh, um that does not look funny it looks kind of funny looks no. bad. It what looks really oh. bad. <laughs> no way, i don't want to see it looks great with uh the the girl from scary movie and Support the girls. Yeah, I can't remember. Her you name. know what I'm waiting for, and I'm not just saying this because I'm going to Australia. Where is the Steve Irwin documentary? It's gotta be coming, right? Give it to me. Give me a Steve Irwin documentary. Just watch I just want to cry. Man in the meantime, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not enough. Oh, you Steve. still gotta watch that though. Okay, it's great. We got uh, the Curse of La Llorona coming too. Mm. And Say uh, that again, the Curse of La Llorona. 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 Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. 
It or, just, it's just in the trailer, Yaro- it just sounds like they just say Yairona or Yairona. La 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 they, the, la, there's not even a la, la, it's yeah, just yeah. like, la, Yorona. <laughs> yeah, I know. La, Yorona. Yeah. It's not la, la, Yorona. It's just, yeah, yeah. La, la, Yorona. What? No, it's just la, la Yorona. I'm kind of, <laughs> I don't like that universe. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> I like it. I don't like it. I haven't seen enough to. It's over the top. It's overkill. It. I am scared, but I'm not happy afterward. <laughs> oh, and uh, Under the Silver Lake is finally, finally coming, coming out. out. Oh, finally coming out. That was delayed like what a full like a year. year. <laughs> and then after that, it's not going to be next episode, but Avengers Endgame, Detective Pikachu, John Wick Chapter Three, crazy shit. Under the eye of a weather stable.